Okay, um, welcome to the this new episode of the podcast, Grow With Purpose, and um, we have a very important guest on board today, Alan. So yeah, Alan, can you just, um, you know, say hi, hello to the audience? Hi, well, thanks for having me, Abdul Qadir. Um, Alan Corey, at Real Estate Maxi on Twitter and social mm-hmm. media. I've published three books on real estate investing. I've been a real estate investor for 23 years and I host two podcasts myself on real estate investing, one called real estate maximalist and one called stacking deeds. Wow. That, that's interesting. That's really interesting. I mean, you are here on the podcast and you also have like two other podcasts that you host out there. That, that's pretty much I, interesting. So yeah. Well, it's, it's because people say I don't shut up about talking about real estate. So uh, I've, I've run out of friends to talk to. So not, now I, I just start creating podcasts so I can keep talking. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I watched some of your podcasts, right? And I could see so much value from it. I'm quite surprised when you say it. I mean, your friends couldn't. I get tired of you speaking about real estate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Alan. So, yeah, can you give us a bit more of your background? I mean, how did you get into real estate and how did the journey all go started? Yeah, I, when I was just graduated university, uh, 21, uh, I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. Uh, yeah. wow. Honestly, I wanted, to be a co- co- I wanted to be a comedy writer was really what I wanted to be. But to get a job as a comedy writer, you have to be a stand-up yeah. comedian. So I moved to New York City uh, mm-hmm. and lived in government housing, the, the projects, and um, that's the only thing I could afford and, and tried to do comedy. Uh, did that for three or four years every single night, but I was yeah. working a day job and tech support at the same time and saved up a lot of money. And I just started reading books and mm. devouring information on how to change my wealth. Real estate just resonated with me from all the books that I read. And I figured mm. out if I could just buy one property a year and rent it out, that would replace my tech support income. And then I could just focus on being a stand-up comedian. And after three, four properties, I was like, oh, I love real estate more. I'm better at it. It pays much better uh, because I I wasn't a very funny comedian. So it's hard to make money that way. Uh, But I was pretty good at real estate. So then I actually kept my day job so I could have more money to buy more real estate. And I stopped doing comedy. And uh, that was 23 years ago. And I've been buying property ever since. Wow, wow. That, that's quite a journey. I mean, you know, getting out of college, looking to do, you know, going to comedy, being a company writer and stuff. And, I mean, you mentioned earlier that real estate, while you were devouring information, right, reading books and all of that, real estate resonated with you, right? So, I mean, what, what exactly in real estate got you this, yep. you know, interesting? I mean, you really have two choices, um to invest your money. It's real estate or stocks. Stocks, mm. I couldn't, um, I had no control. I feel like I was sort of gambling. Like I, I can't go into the S, you know, the CEO and say, I don't like your website or your, your customer service person is rude. Uh, like yeah. they, they wouldn't care. Right. But mm-hmm. with real estate, I could control it. Like I own the property. I can decide who, who stays there. I can decide if I'm going to renovate it. I can decide what I'm going to charge when I rent it out. I yeah. was in control of my outcome. And that, that's what resonated with me. Wow, wow. That's interesting because just, I mean, as you said, right, re- stocks is something you don't really have much control over, right? Sometimes you, you invest in stocks and, yeah, all of a sudden you just see your investment portfolio drowning and there is absolutely nothing you can do about that, right? So, yeah, I mean, 
real estate is quite interesting. So, I mean, over the 23 years, you said you've started for 23 years now, right? So yeah, More than half my life. I'm 45. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Interesting. I mean, we could say that you are real estate and real estate is you, right? <laughs> that's, that's, good, that's a good point. <laughs> yes. All right. So, yeah, over, over the past 23 years in real estate, what would you say has given you the most signs of fulfillment being a real estate investor? One, it's a combination of, well, personally, it's given me time and freedom, and I, I, mm. could, didn't, I could leave my day job after a while. And um, it's, it's very passive at this point because you do it long enough, the properties go up in value, the rents go up in value, you can get property managers. So mm -hmm. uh, one, it's given me time. But, you know, I like to be a good landlord, so I like to provide good housing. You know, I used to be a renter, you know, obviously, and I lived in government housing and I've been in some mm. bad neighborhoods. And yeah. so um, just giving a, a safe place, consistent place to families and tenants and um, finding properties that are boarded up and renovating it and revitalizing a neighborhood or a community mm -hmm. with abandoned properties and turning them into, you know, new families living there, creating new memories. So um, it, I find, you know, I went into it for, for the time freedom and, and the financial freedom, but the, the real reward is is helping communities. And then the third tier of that is people listening to me on my podcast or reading my books and saying, I started real estate investing because of you and I've changed my life Aww. because of you. And that's Aww. that's that's better. That that's the best feeling in the world. That's I mean, I'm I'm trying to kind of imagine that, right? As you mentioned earlier, you you know, it's gave you that passive income and also the time, right? You've had the time for yourself, most mostly, yeah. But then, the last thing you mentioned about the fulfillment gives you gives you about the fact that you're able to turn around a neighborhood or give a family a ho home that is safe, and I mean, they they could grow in, and gives them the sense of happiness, right? Can, can you walk us through one time where you actually did this for a family? And yeah, that actually got them excited getting a home from you because it is all they ever wanted. And how, how that actually made you feel? Yeah, and so you have to be careful because it's a business. I'm running a business. Yeah. So you don't just give it to the, the, the neediest family or, or the one who shows up first. You still mm -hmm. have to kind of do background checks, make sure that they've yeah. got steady employment and jobs. And yeah. so, um, you know, I've bought a house that personally, you know, probably I wouldn't at this stage of my life, I wouldn't live there with my family and my kids, but mm -hmm. it was safe. It was fine. It's just it wasn't the best neighborhood. But the families that moved there, they were they were telling me they were telling me what neighborhood they came from and what their previous house was like and what their yeah. previous landlord was doing. So they were very grateful and, you know, they'll, they'll stay 30 years or, or then their kids will stay there. Like it's, uh, they, they're so appreciative. Like, so I, everyone's on a different path of their life at, at different yeah. times. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're moving on up and you get married and maybe you're going to get a bigger house or maybe you're a student and, and you're, yeah. you just want whatever's cheap as possible. But I still think if, if it's safe, and um you know secure and 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 okay it's fine like it doesn't have to have the nicest appliances it doesn't need to have the nicest fixtures but um because i 
when I was renting and when I was a student, I didn't, I, I didn't know the difference between a good fixture and a bad fixture. So, and so I, all I cared about was how much rent do I have to pay? And I would just go to the cheapest one. And then I'd walk in and be like, is this safe? Okay. And if, if the other one was the exact same price and it had a nicer, you know, plumbing, I, yeah. I I wasn't educated enough to even know. And and if it was $5 more, but I got nicer appliances, again, I wouldn't appreciate it. that $5 more wasn't worth it to me to get nicer. Like I, I, does it have a refrigerator check? That's all he needed. Right. So, yeah. um, I, I think it's one of those things where if, if you're interested in real estate investing or becoming a landlord, um, it, you can have a nice property without spending a lot of money making it nice. It's really understanding what that tenant wants and what is good enough for them and maintaining that. And uh, honestly, responding to issues within 24 hours has really separated me from everyone. You don't have to fix everything in 24 hours, but if they tell you I've got an issue and you acknowledge that they, that you got the message and that you're working towards it and Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll come uh, in 12 days uh, when my plumber is available, then you have a plan. Everyone's happy. It's just that when you ignore people, that's when things start falling apart. And then they, I don't, I don't want to ignore people. A lot of landlords will say, you know, just don't respond. And then they won't, they won't tell you about things that need to be fixed. And I was like, that's not the way I want to do it. I want to know everything that needs to be fixed because otherwise my property starts deteriorating. It keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And yeah. uh, I, I don't want that because then I have a huge bill once they move out and they're angry at me. And I don't know why, because they haven't been telling me things. I, I'd rather it be the reverse where I know, you know, everything that's going on and I fix it on a schedule. Um, it's, it's completely fine to also say, Hey, I'm not, I'm not going to fix that. Like, Hey, I, it's not, you know, I don't think that needs to be repaired. But, you know, mm-hmm. if, if it's something minor, right? Like it, yeah. a scratch on the wall. Like, hey, thank you for letting me know. I appreciate it, uh, you know, but I, I'm not going to fix that right now. I'll fix that maybe um, when we have a few other scratches because it's mm-hmm. going to take one guy to come to fix 10 scratches than send a guy one time every every single scratch, right? So, um, or, or so you kind of have, you learn as you, over 23 years, like what are urgent fixes and what, what can wait and, and you can do it all at once. Wow. I mean, that was quite interesting because from what you said, right, you, what's made you different from other landlords. I mean, the beginning of the conversation, you were more particularly about, you love to be a very good landlord, right? And from what you said about the fact that you try to be as responsive to your tenant as soon as 24 hours, right? To not just the fact that, yeah, probably there are damages that could cost you, but to also maintain the reputation you have with them and your client, I mean, you know, your brand as a person, right? So looking more into that, right? Can you tell, I mean, tell us about what you have going on currently, your business? I mean, because I'm very sure that there could be people in the audience who would love, I mean, earlier on you mentioned that people would have actually, you know, messaged you and told you that their life was transformed because they got into real estate through you, right? So I'm quite sure that such people who might take advices from you will be listening to this, right? So, yeah, can you just tell us more about what you sure. got? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so um, 
I'll be honest. I, I, I'm definitely an expert in the United States uh, real estate uh, mm-hmm. rules and regulations. So I, I know podcasts are, are listened to all over the world, and I, and I know you're based in Nigeria. Um, so I, I believe the concepts will apply. You know, maybe not the loan products, um, but I, I do offer classes uh, on my website, realestatemaxi.com. That's M-A-X-I. Um, but or just Google Alan Corey and you'll find some stuff. But to me is is, is, is leverage is really the key. So if you can get a mortgage or if you can borrow money or if mm-hmm. you can find partners and you pool your money to get together, that's really yeah. sort of how you scale up and get a bunch of properties. I've, you know, a lot of real estate investors talk about how many doors they have, which is basically how many you know different units that, that, you know, that they manage different tenants. Um, I've got over 350, uh, but I would say 300 over you know, 300 of those are with partners and I couldn't have gotten bigger and scaled with partners. So, um, it, 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 don't shy away from, from a team, but I'll tell you, people want to be on your team once you do a few yourself. So, so try to do the first one, two or three with yourself, but you're going to eventually say, well, how do I do that more of this? And it's, it's, partnering with other people that are also doing real estate and then thing, things really scale and take off from there. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Um, just, just to give you a bit of context, right. Um, grow with purpose podcast is actually situated in the U S right. Oh, okay. And okay. yeah, it's, you know, we just have people working remotely from outside of the world. So yeah. Um, I actually love what you said about, you know, real estate being leveraged, right. And to go into more specific of that, I would, you know, you mentioned that you've, you've got some books that you wrote, right? You have podcasts and you have a business going on. So, yeah, can you tell us a bit more about your books and, you know, about that? Yeah. My first book is called A Million Bucks by 30. It's about how I became a millionaire before 30. Um, really what it took, uh, I did on a $50,000 salary in the United mm-hmm. States. What it took was living way below my means. And so I was eating ramen noodles every single day, uh, you know, taking the subway. I would never take a cab or a taxi or anything like that, not eating out, uh, really trying to um, reduce my expenses. And I was able to save up $10,000 and buy my first property. And from there, I just had that goal to to, um, repeat, you know, and buy buy another property every single year. And I used a strategy called house hacking where I lived in a unit and then I would get a roommate or uh, multiple roommates, depending on the size of the house. And then that income from my roommates would cover the majority or, you know, the majority and more of my mortgage. So I ended up getting paid to live in my own house. So that was my first book, A Million Bucks by 30. And then my second book is um, after the financial crash, there wasn't really, you know, lenders willing to <laughs> even around to, to lend in real estate. And it really yeah. kind of put a pause in real estate investing. So I recreated myself and um, as a corporate, you know, C-level guy, I, I'd never been that person, but I, was, I set out a goal saying, you know, how fast can I reverse engineer my, um, a, a C-level job and, and try to become you know, and find six figures in the corporate world in New York City? during the financial crash. And so that book is called the subversive job search and all the tricks and, and tips I used to sort of weasel my way up uh, the corporate ladder. It took me uh, just uh, under three years to do that. Um, oh. One of the big hacks that I used was I, I found all the jobs that I thought I, I could possibly get. Um, 
and put them in a word cloud generator on- online, mm-hmm. and all the job listings. And so I took like 20 job listings. They're like, maybe I could do this. And then it would just put in really big words, a cloud generator, the words that are, appear more most often appear larger. And then mm-hmm. I would say, okay, I need to have that in my resume. And um, if I couldn't put it in my resume because I wasn't qualified, how can I get to putting that word in my resume? Was it, can I get a certificate that says I've done this? Is it two years experience? Can I go on Upwork or uh, uh, a freelancer website to get this experience so I can put Mm -hmm. it on my resume? And so um, I would just do tips and tricks like that. Um, Learned a lot about negotiation. I constantly had job hunters um, trying to get me in higher and higher paying positions. And then as I'd get offers, I'd bring back to my current offer and see if they would match. And so I was, I was like a free agent, like an athlete, free agent. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that was that book. So that's how I created a six figure career in, in three years is the subversive job search. Then my third book is called house fire fire stands for financial independence, retire early. And it's my plan of how to retire off real estate. And my approach is I would take a bill that, um, you have, for instance, um, let's say a $150 phone and internet bill. And I would say, I, I, I will always have this bill for the rest of my life. Like you can't buy bills and pay, they pay this bill off in bulk. It's, it's just a service that I'm always going to need. And so then I figured out if I saved up maybe $15,000, $20,000, I could use that as a down payment on a hundred thousand dollar property that would cash flow $150. And mm-hmm. so that house, I give it a job. That house became my phone bill uh, uh, payer, and it would just pay my phone bill every single month. And then all, of, and that just sort of clicked for me. And that was my house fire method, burning the bills. And I would just go to the next bill and say, "Okay, this bill's seventy-five dollars. How much money do I have to pay? And what you know, I can save up ten thousand dollars and yeah. go buy a eighty thousand dollars house, and that would pay for my." you know, utility bills. And mm-hmm. I just went through every bill in my life. And what I found now is that in retirement, my, I get to live larger and larger because the rent goes up. My mortgage goes down, house prices go up and I've got everything on 30 year fixed rate mortgages that, so my expenses are fairly stable. And, uh, so each year it gets slightly better. And, uh, and to me, that's, that, that, that beats out any other retirement plan where you're living on a constrained budget and you have a fixed income in retirement, not, yeah. not when you use real estate as a retirement vehicle. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's, that's interesting, actually, because this retirement plan, your last book, House Fire, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's very interesting to me because you literally just have a plan where you have your utilities listed out, and then you have this plan that you use to just check it out you know, just keep checking it out and then using real estate to manage all of your bills. Wow, that's, that's really interesting. I've, I've never thought of that. That's interesting, man. So, yeah. Um, but then, you know, young guys or people who are just getting into real estate, right? Will you, which will you advise them to get started? The best way to get into real estate, if you're young, you're buying your first property, is to use something called the FHA loan. It's only 3.5% down payment. Just buy a property for yourself. Now, don't buy a property as a forever home. You know, this, you're, you're young, you're, you're new to this. Buy a property that, one, you can move in and you can rent out part of it. 
Um, so you, you can have a single family house. Let's say it's a three bedroom. You rent out two bedrooms. That's called house hacking with an FHA loan. Now, not, you know, people listening like, I don't want roommates. I'm too old for that. That's fine. You can buy a duplex or a triplex where you live in one unit and then you rent out the other two units. And then some people will say, well, I don't want to be a landlord. And you can get a property manager, even if it's a house that you live in, uh, who handles everything. And you can pretend like you're a tenant too. Or you can tell the other tenants that you're the property manager. And if you say no, that uh, it's, uh, that came from the owner. And no one's ever met the owner because you're the property manager. So you can kind of work around it. And it's one of those things where it's really easy to be, be a landlord. Um, it, it's it's easier than working overtime at your day job. It's easier than getting a promotion, right? Uh, and, but you're making more money than if you worked overtime. You're making more money if you got a promotion. Sure, there's a little bit of work involved, but um, the longer you do it, the, the more you're going to get paid and yeah. uh, the more benefits you're going to get and the more passive it becomes. Mm-hmm. This, this, it's quite interesting because, you know, the young guys, right, for me personally, up until... Quite recently, I never knew that you could get into real estate with absolutely, you know, probably less money or no money at all, right? And I, I mean, I checked your podcast and I saw so many, you know, people who were able to do that with no money, right? So that's, yeah, that's really they, interesting. I would like I mean, to in the United States, it's, they incentivize home ownership. So if you make below the medium wage of your mm-hmm. town... Yeah. You can qualify for grants that will pay for the down payment on your house. Um, you could get 100% financing for, you know, for, for, for buying these houses. Um, if, if you're willing to live in a rural area, there's something called a USDA loan. They'll take care of you. If you're Native American or Native Hawaiian, there's 100% financing loans. There's, there's a lot of options out there. Interesting. So, I, yeah. I actually teach on my website uh, the broke method, the broke method to real estate investing. And the broke uh, is an anagram that stands for B. It tells you the five pillars on how to invest in real estate without money. B is um, having big deal flow, like like finding okay. the deals. And, and yeah. go, go big, big, big deals will let one other people to invest with you. So this is outside your primary residence. So if you want to invest without money, and, and but having a big deal that makes a lot of money, obviously investors are going to want to partner with you. R is your reputational pull. So if you've been doing real estate for a while or you learn, know about it uh, and you're passionate about it, read about it a lot, listen to a lot of podcasts, it, yeah. it, it affects your reputation. And your reputation will pull in leads. I always talk about real estate. I talk about apartment buildings in Atlanta, Georgia. People know to call me whenever there's an Atlanta, Georgia apartment building for sale because that's my reputation and I'm pulling yeah. in those organic leads. Mm-hmm. O is uh, your ongoing outreach, and what this is is basically networking, just outreaching to other investors, property owners, yeah. contractors, vendors, just, hey, what are you looking for? What are you doing? Um, what's your specialty? Just having a big CRM you know, database of everyone in the real estate niche. You know, I know I'm going to need a, a, a basement guy at some point. Let me, let me meet all the basement guys. Which one do I like the best? I know I'm going to meet a roofer. Let me meet all the roofers. And yeah. so that's just the O of ongoing outreach. K is the knuckle-up ability, and that's just being, you know, okay and optimistic that, that, that although things are going to happen, like, you know, HVAC is going to go out on the 4th of July weekend. It's going to happen, and, and being okay with it, but being, 
be, be, having that team that can get out there quickly or at least notify, notifying the right person or being able to, to fire someone who uh, doesn't uh, do their job. Like you, you got to do some work, that grit, that grind, that's the knuckle up ability, the K and the broke method and the ease, the execution, excitement. And what I mean by that is just the passion you hear in my voice right now. I'm, ex- I'm excited and I want to execute on everything. I'm execute a new deal, execute on the uh, four other pillars of the broke method and just sort of always be executing one step a day. Uh, and then after a while, you've, you've been doing this for 23 years and um, it, but you, it doesn't feel like hard work now but at the time it definitely did when it was new and fresh but um i've I've rewarded my my future self handsomely for 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 grinding it out you know two decades ago oh i'm quite excited because the breakdown you just did of the broke method right i think Mm -hmm. anyone can actually do that right anyone that's the point yeah yeah yeah. exactly exactly yeah yeah I've raised over, or I bought over $30 million worth of real estate using the broke method. So uh, wow. it, 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 it can be done. My, I'm, I'm so, I'm so like, I'm pumped and I, I'm excited to actually hear this because I'm definitely sure that there are so many people who might be listening to this, you know, who would listen to this also after now that would find this very valuable. And they might have this, you know, this misconceptions in their mind that they couldn't go into real estate. I mean, I don't have so much money to do this. You can do it now, right? You can using the broker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone there, I've never met a real estate investor who says, I wish I started two years later, right? Every single real estate investor, anyone ever talks to you, they're all going to say, I wish I started a year before. I wish I would have started two years wow. before. And, yeah. and so, yeah, start now. That's always the key. Start now. And uh, it, it'll just pay off the, the longer you hold real estate. It's um, real estate. It's not get rich quick. It's get rich eventually. And yeah. um, it's not timing the market. It's time in the market. So uh, mm. using those sort of back of the envelope sort of catchphrases is, is, is yeah. you know, whatever it takes to get you out there and go, go kill that first bill, just whatever bill you hate the most and say, I want to buy a property that's going to pay off that bill. And then uh, just, just go from there. Oh, wow. Interesting. Right. It's not about time of the market. It's the time in the market. Right. That's right. So yeah. the best bet is to use that now and get rich eventually. Wow. You got it. Interesting. Got interesting. It. This is really interesting. Uh, cool. Yeah, you want to say something? Well, no, I, I only have 30 minutes, so uh, I oh, want to say thank you okay. for, uh, <laughs> for, for uh, having me on your podcast. No, I'm, I'm excited. I'm super excited to have you, right? So, yeah, let's just you know, wrap this up as soon as possible, right? So, yeah, can you tell us now, I mean, what are your goals, Right now, you, you're more likely, you know, getting retired already. I mean, as you mentioned earlier. So what would you say are your goals looking at what you have in real estate at the moment? Yeah, I mean, my goals right now are educating uh, other people. Uh, like, I can do this. You can do this. Um, there's no secret. Like, the, the strategies that I use are the same that the generation before me used. And, you know, it, it's, it's the same principles over and over again. So um, it's... Sure, there's there's different businesses. Like when I started, there short term rentals were not a thing. Airbnb was not a thing. Uh, yeah. uh, so, but but 
there, there's always going to be new technology and new midterm rentals is now the new thing. Um, and so, um, th- but the principles of buying real estate are always the same and leveraging and finding partners and yeah. um, the, that's, that's, that's consistent. So um, right now I, I want to teach everyone and, and my secret sauce like if I'm if I'm doing this in my town in Atlanta, it doesn't affect you doing it in your town thirty minutes away or three hours away or three thousand miles away. Like yeah. it, it, there, it, we're we're not competing. Like like there, there's a there's enough for everyone. And there's enough deals. It's an abundance mindset. So um, it's it's, it's all, real estate's still very very local, but just applying that foundation and those fundamentals to your local market is, yeah. is going to work wonders for everyone. Interesting, interesting. So, yeah, okay. So, you, as you mentioned, right, your goal right now is to spread the knowledge, right? Coach other people about this. So, I mean, for the people listening, how can they, other than your podcast, yeah. where can they learn from you? Yeah, um, I'm most active on Twitter at Real Estate Maxi, M A X I. Uh, I tweet there every single day. Um, and the, so that's probably the best way to reach me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, other than that, subscribe to my email newsletter. I send a weekly wealth building uh, email uh, that uh, is free. And I've got over 2,000 people on my emailing list at the moment. So, yeah, if you go to realestatemaxi.com slash newsletter, um, just sign up and get a free weekly email of, of how to grow your wealth. Over, you know, happy, happy start there. You know, it's free and why not? Yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing. I'm excited and I'm pumped, right? So, guys, you can, you know, get to Alan on Twitter, on Instagram, right? Instagram, Twitter, and I'm sure that they'll find the link to your your email, your list. Yes. On on there, right? Both. Yeah, it's both on both. Yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So, yeah, Alan, thank you very much for coming. Thank you, Abdul Qadar. This has been great. Yeah, good I'm luck. Ex- no, 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 it's, it's been great. It's been great, and I'm excited right, Thanks about for having it. me. So, yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah. Okay.